ask you to bless this time and bless everybody that's going to hear this, and we thank you for this opportunity to, to bring out a message and a lesson. We ask you to guide and lead. In Jesus' name, amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, chapter, verse 16. I say again, let no man think me a fool or otherwise, yet as a fool receive me that I may boast myself a little. That which I speak, I speak not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly, in this confidence of boasting, seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. For you suffer fools gladly, seeing ye yourselves are wise. For you suffer if any man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, in, if a man smite you in the face. I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. Howbeit, wheresoever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in where weariness and painfulness in watching off, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, besides these things that are without, that which comes upon me daily, the care of the churches. Who is weak, and I am not weak? Who is offended, and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory in the things which concern mine infirmities. The God of the fa and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which blesses blessed forever, knows all that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor, nor Aretas, the king, kept the city in Damascus with the garrison, desiring to apprehend me. And through a window in a basket, I was let down by, by the wall and escaped his hands. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelation of the Lord. Okay. Here we see Paul continuing. He's been talking about to the Corinthians about them not really accepting him. He's, he's been validating his apostleship. He says that I didn't take anything from you in the last that we talked about last week. He said Macedonia has been supplying me. He goes, God has taken care of me. I'm going to boast in these things. And he says, if false prophets show up, apostles show up, transform them in apostles' light. He says, don't take it as be surprised because Satan does the same thing. He's an apostle. He is the angel of light. And then he starts talking about this in verse 16. I say, let no man think me a fool or acting rashly, rashly or without reason. If otherwise, yet as a fool receive me that I boast in myself a little. He goes, I'm, being, I'm going to be silly here. I'm going to, I'm going to talk things I shouldn't talk about. Because he's remembering that Jesus told everybody the, the first shall be last, the last shall be first and to be humble. And now he's getting on to say, well, you guys are suffering some of these people to talk to you. Let me talk. Let me compare myself to them. 
And this is not what a pastor is supposed to do, and he's, and he's being very upfront with this. He goes, you know, if you want to think that I'm a fool, you want to suppose and, and act like, you know, that I'm a fool, that's great, but receive me anyway, and I'm going to boast. Verse 17, that I speak, that which I speak, I speak not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly in the confidence of boasting. He says, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why you should be paying attention to me. He goes, I have credentials. And this is something that a lot of people will bring up. I have credentials. I have proof that I am a wonderful person. I have proof that I am a wonderful teacher. I have 28 million letters after my name <laughs> saying all my education, I can prove to you that I am a good teacher. And Paul could. He was trained by one of the best teachers that have ever taught in Judaism. And he had the credentials as a teacher. He had the credentials as a learned person. And he's going, I can, I can be this. You know, you want, you want somebody to talk about how good they are? Let me show you how good you are. I can show you how smart I am. I can show you how talented I am. I can show you why you should be paying attention to me. And he goes, but this is all foolishness. He's going to end this whole thing with everything, everything that counts as, as valid, valid is worthless. And this is what he's saying. I'm speaking as a fool, but you want, you want fools? You, you want people who have good education? You have people that can speak well? Let me just tell you about who I am. And then he goes into verse 7. Seeing that many glorify after the flesh, I will glorify also. He's going, you got people who are telling you what good they are, their credentials, I'm going to tell you. And then like verse 13, he's making fun of them. You suffer fools gladly, seeing that you yourselves are wise. And he's being very tongue-in-cheek here. He's going, you guys really think you're wise and you suffer fools. Let me, let me get, be foolish in front of you. Let me really show you all of this. And he's going, I'm going to be really showing you who I am. And he's being very sarcastic. You guys think you're so wise. You can make your best decisions. Let me, let me show you who I am. And uh, then he goes, talks about them in verse 20. For you suffer if a man brings you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take you, if a man exalts himself, if a man smites you in the face. He goes, you take all these things. You know, these people are coming in and they're being dishonorable that you endure these people. You know, they bring you into bondage and he's going back here. We're, for by grace are we saved through faith. And he says, you've got people that are bringing you back into the bondage. They're bringing Judaizers. They're telling you, you have to follow all these rules that God's grace is not enough and that you need more. He says, you're, you're letting them bring you into bondage. They devour you. They take your stuff. They, 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 may, they use you. They take things away from you. And if a man take of you, if a man exalts himself, if, if, you know, what I'm getting ready to do, I'm going to tell you how wonderful I am. And you think it's wonderful when they come in and tell you how great they are. If a man smites you in the face, and he says, you endure all of these things. And Paul is making an accusation against them. He goes, you all don't even know what's good for you spiritually. You think that all these things may be good for you. And this is what a lot of people do. They think that if they follow rules, they follow the law, they're obeying God, and God's going to be happy with them. And they put themselves into bondage. And there's nothing wrong, we've said this many times, there's nothing wrong with God's law. God's law puts boundaries on us. It gives us as good consequence. It shows us how to act the way God wants us to act, 
but it's not going to get us into heaven. And this is what this is what uh, Paul is telling him. You, know, you want to be in bondage? He goes, I've been there. I've been, I've been a Pharisee. I know what it means to be in bondage. He goes, I know what all of this is. And he goes, you think these people are wonderful. You think they're great. So let me compare myself to them. And Paul is going to go talk a lot, what is really a lot of foolishness, but he's going to get into this. He goes, I speak as concerning reproach, you know, dishonor. Howbeit in this, what, and whereinsoever any is bold, I speak foolish, I am bold also. He says, if these guys can come in and they can be bold, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to tell you who I am. I'm going to tell you what my credentials are. Now his credentials really were, God has called me, I'm an apostle. And those were his real credentials, but now he's going to say, I am no less important than any of these other people that you think are so important. Verse 22, are they Hebrews? So am I. And Paul is going, you know, hey, I, I am a Hebrew. I belong to this family. I am one of, one of them. I, they have no great, greater place than me. And he's going to say, you think that Hebrews are, are special? I'm a Hebrew. He goes, are they Israelites? So am I. And remember, we've talked about this. All Israelites are Hebrews, but not all Hebrews are Israelites because the Hebrew people come from Eber, not from Abraham. So you can be a Hebrew without being a Jew, an uh, Israelite. And he says, I'm an I'm a Israelite. Are they of the seed of Abraham? So am I. So he's going right down the list. He goes, there's nothing special about them. In another place, he tells us that he is from the tribe of Benjamin, which is special. And he goes, and he tells, he's been telling this people because people had a hard time with Paul. Paul was so much into grace and not trying to tell them who he was that oftentimes he then had to kind of convince them, I am special. There is, I am a teacher you should listen to. I have been trained. And this is something we need, and I've heard this many times from different people. A pastor doesn't have to go to seminary, doesn't have to be trained. This is true. A pastor doesn't have to go to seminary, doesn't have to be trained. But he should know the word really well, and part of going to seminary is being trained and learning how to handle God's word. The Holy Spirit can teach them. The Holy Spirit can guide them. But we need this opportunity to stand before God and say, God, teach me. Have somebody teach me. And people need a pastor to teach them. They need a pastor who has been trained to help them guide them in the way of the word. And so Paul is getting on here. He's getting ready to say all these things. Verse 23 says, are they ministers of Christ? Because <laughs> I speak as a fool, I am more. Why was he a minister of Christ? Because on the road to Damascus, God knocked him off his horse, blinded him, and called him. And said, you're going to go to the Gentiles. And Paul's saying, you know, they think they're special. God, God himself called me. The only ones that are more special than Paul in his mind would be the apostles that walked with him for three years. And he's also been already said, they're not that special anyway. They didn't learn all their lessons. And so he's going, I am not any worse than that. In labors, he goes, more abundance. He goes, I've worked harder than these people that you're thinking are so great. And he's probably, at this point, thinking to the disciples. The disciples, at this point, are still stuck in Jerusalem. They have refused to leave Jerusalem. God told them to go into all the world, and they just decided to stay in Jerusalem. And Paul has already been out ministering. He goes, in stripes, 
above measure. And Paul got beat in almost every city that he went to. He took a beating from the people. And, you know, the Philippian jail, he and Barnabas had been beat, bloody. And what are they doing in the middle of the night? They're singing praises to God at midnight after a beating. And probably driving the other prisoners crazy because they're singing when they want to sleep. And the prisoners are probably looking at them, you guys are nuts. You're, you're beat, you're, you're bloody pulp of mess, and you're singing praises to your God. Where was your God? And then all of a sudden the earthquake comes to release them from the prison. And Paul tells the, the Philippian jailer, no, don't kill yourself. We're, we're still here. And he goes, in prisons more frequently. He goes, I'm in prison more often than any, any of these other ministers you're talking about. And this is something that about Paul. Paul was in prison a lot. He was beat. If he turned in an application to be the pastor of most churches, they would never even look at it. You know, yes, I've been in prison several times, beyond count. Yes, I've taken beatings. Yes, I've done this. You know, and they would look at him and say, no, nope, we don't want a pastor like that. And yet Paul is saying, I'm doing God's work. And he's had his life threatened. And at least once probably died, as he's going to talk about in the next chapter. At least one time after being stoned, he was probably dead. But he says, I'm always in facing death. He goes, of the Jews, five times I received 39 stripes. And the Jews had this idea that you couldn't beat somebody 40 times. You, could, you, you gave them one less for grace. And so you could, you could charge them 40 and give them 39 stripes. And he says, of the Jews, I've been, I've been beat. You know, Paul had a wonderful life. Beatings, prisons, beatings, threatened with life. Life threatened. It was three times I was beaten with rods. And bad enough to be hit by the whip, but the rod would hurt and crack bones and bust, bust bones. It would not be a very good activity. It would have hurt with great pain. And Paul says, hey, three times, you know, I've been beat so many times with the whip, and now I've also three times with the rod. The people had beat me and probably had busted bones and ribs and stuff with that because the rod was not a very nice. He goes, once I was stoned. And he's not talking about drugs. He was talking about having rocks thrown at him. And, you know, he died as far as we know. They left him for dead. They took him out and found out he was alive. And, but most people believe that he died and God resurrected him. It was one time I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. And Paul had a lot of trouble on ships. <laughs> ships. Ships and him didn't seem to get along too well. He, they, he would be shipwrecked. And it was a dangerous time to be on ships in those days. You would go out. You didn't have any radar. You didn't have any weather forecasters telling you that you were riding into a storm and, and a hurricane. And more than once, he would drive into a hurricane or a major storm and end up being shipwrecked. He goes, a night and a day have I been in the deep. In other words, at least one of those shipwreck times, he spent the entire night and a day at sea. A couple of times they were close enough to shore that they were able to get to shore on at least two of them. And one time he was far enough out to land, uh, sea that he was not able to get to land right away. So he had a really hard time in that one. He says, in journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils of the city, in perils of the wilderness, in perils of the sea, in perils of false brethren. He goes, I'm always traveling, lots of travel, and Acts 14 is parallel to this. He goes, 
When I'm at sea, I'm in trouble. When I'm on the, when I'm on the, I'm, when I'm on the road, I'm in perils of the robbers stealing from us. It goes, I'm also in peril of other Jews. I'm in perils of the heathen and people that aren't Jews. So he goes, by land or sea, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in trouble. By my own country and by non-countrymen, I'm in trouble. He goes, in, in the city, I'm in trouble. In the wilderness, I'm in trouble. In, you know, by sea and by false brothers. Paul says, I am constantly at risk of being in trouble. He goes, when I go by sea, I get shipwrecked. When I go by land, we get, we get attacked by robbers. When I go to the city, they attack me in the city. When I'm out in the country, they attack me in the country. When I talk to the Jews, they attack me. When I talk to the Gentiles, they attack me. And we, we see this over and over and over again in, in Paul's life. Everybody was out to get him. Why? Because he was preaching the gospel of Christ and making an impact in the world. And people didn't like it. And eventually they're going to have him beheaded in, in Rome. And every one of the apostles, except for John, will die a martyr's death. Um, whether they're quartered by being tied to four different animals and their arms and their legs and being pulled into four different directions and ripped up, uh, stabbed with lance, uh, spears. Uh, many of them were crucified. Uh, John, John, who managed to live to an old age, who did not have a goodbye too far, they tried to boil him in oil and it didn't work. They tried to poison him, it didn't work. They sent him to the Patmos and they, so that the criminally insane would, would be able to kill him and they didn't, they didn't kill him uh, because God wanted him to live. But we see this so often and God says, and Paul's going, you know, hey, I am always in trouble. People are always trying to kill me. And it's not uncommon. Jeremiah kept getting thrown into prison. Uh, Isaiah, at the end of his life, was put into a log and sawn in half. And uh, we see over and over God's people paying a penalty for being his people. And Paul's saying, all I do is tell people about God and, and they try to kill me. Over and over again, they keep trying to kill me. And I would not want to have been Paul. Being stoned, being attacked, being beat, being whipped being chased out of town. He had a really hard life. And this is what he is saying on this. In verse 27, in weariness and pain, painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. He says, you know, hey, besides all these other things that people are causing me, he goes, I am weary and painful all the time. And you got to think, He's been stoned, he's been beaten with rods, he's been whipped. He has scars all over his body. He has broken bones that probably have not healed correctly. He is in pain all the time, and yet he says, I want to minister for God. In our day and age, in our day, people in pain were automatically reached for the, the aspirin, and if they needed more, they'd go to the doctor and have their pain taken care of, and Paul's saying, I got these pains because of serving God, and I'm going to endure them. Paul endured all these things. He says, I'm always tired. I'm, in, I'm tired, I'm pain, in pain. He goes, I have sleepless watching all the time for the churches and, and this. He goes, I'm hungry and, and thirsty often. And he says, I'm fasting often. 
And I don't think that this word actually has the idea of him purposely fasting in these cases because he's talking about the sufferings. And he goes, I'm cold and naked. He says, I'm cold all the time. I don't have enough clothes. And yet I'm going to serve. And you know, this, is his, this is his testimony to them. He goes, you know, hey, I'm suffering. You don't, think I'm all, you, know, you don't think I'm doing what God wants. And many people don't. They look at him and say, well, gee, Paul, you were so bad. You, know, you must have been a really terrible guy. Nothing, you had no blessings whatsoever. And that is not true. This is, it goes back to the story of Job. The testimony that God gave of Job was that he was a perfect and upright man that hated evil. And Satan goes, well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be that way if you didn't protect him. And God told Satan to go ahead and give Job a hard time. And along come Job's friends and saying, Job, you must be a really awful person for all these bad things to happen to you. They didn't understand God's testimony at all. The people looked at, looked at Paul and said, Paul, you must be a really terrible person. All these bad things happen to you. Oftentimes, bad things happen to God's people when they're serving him. Because Satan does not want a serving God. And he will try very hard to stop us from serving God. And here we see this whole process where Paul's saying, all these bad things are happening, but I am still serving God. And then we look at verse 28. Besides those things that are without, what that which comes upon me daily, the care of all the churches. He goes, it's bad enough, all these things that are being done to me. He goes, but every day I think about the churches. I pray for the churches. I care for the churches. I worry about what's going on in, my, in the churches and how they're being attacked and, and ruined. And he goes, that, you know, you guys think it's really bad. You know, all these bad things. He goes, the really hard thing is what I'm going through because I care so much for the church. And this is very important for us. Do we have something that we care about, that we have invested our righteous spiritual life into, and we care so much for, that we pray for them, pray for it or them? It could be family, it could be a church, it could be relations, but everything about that. Is there something that I am bothered by so heavy that it makes me go into, pr into prayer and, and concern. And Paul wrote lots and lots of letters to these churches because he was encouraging them. Verse 29, who is weak? Am I not weak? Who is offended? And I burn not. You know, he's going, hey, I'm weak. You know, I'm just as weak as anybody else. I get offended. You know, I get angry. And this is something that is so important for us. We are flesh. We will be weak. And God uses the weak. I can do nothing but through Christ Jesus. Without Christ, I can do nothing. And he says, I'm weak, just as anybody else. I get offended. He goes, I get angry. Now, this is the hard thing for us. It is so easy to get angry at people. None of us can be like Jesus and be totally 100% forgiving. The only thing we can do is learn to control our tongues and not strike back at somebody. And Paul is saying, I get angry. And this is something that is important. It is easy to get angry at somebody. 
The key is, have I held my tongue or did I actually say something that's going to hurt and need to be repented of? And Paul is saying, be careful. It is easy to be this way. Verse 3 says, if I must needs glory, I will glory in the things which concern my infirmities. Goes, I'm gonna, if I'm going to glory, I want to glory in my weakness. He goes, I've been telling you all this garbage, but I want you to know. And he goes, he tells him he's weak, he's, he tends to anger. And he goes, I'm going to glory in the infirmities, where I am weak, where I am poor. And this is important for us. I cannot look and say, I am anything, because without Christ, I can do nothing. And I need to be able to look and say, God, without you, there's nothing to have. Nothing at all for us to be able to go forward and move forward with. And this is what Paul's saying. I want to glory in my weakness. The Lord, uh, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which blessed, be blessed forevermore, knows that I lie not. He's going, he's calling on God, saying, God knows that I am not lying. This is who I, these are all my attributes, but these are also where I'm weak. He goes, I am weak. I get angry. And we see at times in his letters that sometimes he does get angry, especially with the Corinthian church. That he has been angry a couple of times with them. But he says, I want you to know that I am glorying in God. He goes, in Damascus, the governor under Aretas, the king, kept the city of Damascus with a garrison desiring to apprehend me. And through a window basket, I was let down by, by the wall and escaped from his hands. And this is Acts 9, where he comes in after the Damascus blindness. He gets into Damascus. He makes it known that he's a Christian. He gets healed of his blindness. He starts preaching to the Jews. And there's an uproar in Damascus. And they're going, he's one of these crazy Christians. We want to arrest him. And the disciples hide him. And they keep him safe. And in the middle of the night, they put him in a basket, attach it to a rope, and let him out over the wall. Out, out over the wall. Yeah. And we see this escape for Paul. And Paul goes off to the wilderness to study for three years with God in the wilderness. So he has his same experience with God. He has it one-on-one, -on -one learning from God directly from the Holy Spirit. And he goes out and learns to escape. And this is what happens for him. He's lowered out, he's escaped, and he's kept, kept safe by the people. And he then goes into his training time. So this ends our chapter, and we're going to go ahead and end here. Lord, we just ask you to bless this time. We ask you to be with us as we go about our business. Bless those who hear this, and we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.